Hi guys, a beautiful morning to you all. Today's Bible reading will be taken from Numbers 4 and Numbers 5. And our memory verse from Numbers 4, verse 4. The duties of the Kohatites at the tabernacle relate to the most sacred objects. Let's take a few moments to ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to be saying to us today. In this chapter, we'll be learning the duties of the Kohatite clans. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Record the names of the members of the clans and families of the Kohatite division of the tribe of Levi. List all the men between the ages of 30 and 50 who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. The duties of the Kohatite at the tabernacle relate to the most sacred objects. When the camp moves, Aaron and his sons must enter the tabernacle first to take down the inner curtain and cover the Ark of the Covenant with it. Then they must cover the inner curtain with fine goat skin leather and spread over that a single piece of blue cloth. Finally, they must put the carrying poles of the Ark in place. Next, they must spread a blue cloth over the table where the bread of the presence is displayed and on the clothes they will place the bowls, ladles, jars, pitchers, and the special bread. They must spread a scarlet cloth over all of this and finally a covering of fine gold skin leather on top of the scarlet cloth. Then they must insert the carrying poles into the table. Next, they must cover the lampstand with a blue cloth along with its lamps, lamp snuffers, trays, and special jars of olive oil. Then they must cover the lampstand with its accessories with fine goatskin leather and place the bundle on a carrying frame. Next, they must spread a blue cloth over the gold incense altar and cover this cloth with fine goatskin leather. Then they must attach the carrying poles to their altar. They must take all the remaining furnishings of the sanctuary and wrap them in a blue cloth, cover them with fine goatskin leather and place them on the carrying frame. They must remove the ashes from the altar for sacrifices and cover the altar with a purple cloth. All the altar utensils, the fire pans, meat fork, shovels, basin, and all the containers must be placed on the cloth and a covering of fine goatskin leather must be spread over them. Finally, they must put the carrying poles in place. The camp will be ready to move when Aaron and his sons are finished covering the sanctuary and all the sacred articles, the Kohatites will come and carry these things to the next destination, but they must not touch the sacred objects or they would die. So these are the things from the tabernacle that the Kohatites must carry. Eleazar son of Aaron, the priest, will be responsible for the oil of the lampstand, the fragrant incense, the daily grain offering, and the anointing oil. In fact, Eleazar will be responsible for the entire tabernacle and everything in it, including the sanctuary and its furnishings. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Do not let the Kohathite clans be destroyed from among the Levites. This is what you must do, so they will live and not die when they approach the most sacred objects. Aaron and his sons must go in, the, in with them and assign a specific duty or load to each person. The Kohatites must never enter the sanctuary to look at the sacred objects for a moment or they will die.
Now we move on to the duties of the Goshenites clan. And the Lord said to Moses, Record the names of the members of the clans and families of the Gershonite division of the tribe of Levi. List all the men between the ages of 30 and 50 who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. These Gershonite clans will be responsible for general service and carrying loads. They must carry the curtains of the tabernacle, the tabernacle itself with its coverings, the outer covering of fine goatskin leather, and the curtain for the tabernacle entrance. They are also to carry the curtains from the courtyard walls that surround the tabernacle and altar. The curtain across the courtyard entrance, the ropes, and all the equipment related to their use. The Gershonites are responsible for all these items. Aaron and his sons would direct the Gershonites regarding all these duties, whether it involves moving the equipment or doing other work. They must assign the Gershonites responsibility for the load they are to carry. So these are the duties they assigned to the Gershonite clans at the tabernacle. They will be directly responsible to Itamar, son of Aaron the priest. Now, record the names of the members of the clans and families of the Merarites division of the tribe of Levi. List all the men between the ages of 30 and 50 who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. Their only duty at the tabernacle will be to carry loads. They will carry the frames of the tabernacle, the crossbars, the posts, and the bases. Also, the posts for the courtyard walls with their bases, pegs, and ropes, and all the accessories and everything else related to their use. Assign the various loads to each man by name. So these are the duties of the Merarite clans at the tabernacle. They are directly responsible to Itamar, son of Aaron the priest. So Aaron and the other leaders of the community listed the members of the quarter division by their clan and families. The list included all the men between ages 30 and 50 years who were eligible for service in the tabernacle and the total number came to 2,750. So this was the total of all those from quartered clans who were eligible to serve at the tabernacle. Moses and Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. The Gershonite division was also listed by its clans and families. The list included all the men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle. And the total number came to 2,630. So this was a total of all those from the Gershonite clans who were eligible to serve at the tabernacle. And the Merari divisions were also listed by its clans and families. The list included men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle and the total number came to 3,200. So this was a total of all those who were from the Merari clans who were eligible for service. Moses and Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. So Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of Israel listed all the Levites by their clans and families, all the men between ages 30 and 50, who were eligible for service in the tabernacle and for its transportation, numbered 8,580 when their names were recorded as the Lord had commanded through Moses. Each man was assigned his task and told what to carry. And so the registration was completed just as the Lord had commanded. In this chapter, we see the divisions of every clan and family of the Levites. 
But something I noticed about the Levites is that something was different with picking them. With the other clans, God said they should pick them from when they were 20 years of age or older than 20 years of age. But with the Levites, he said we should start with men that are of 30 years of age. There are some times when we feel like you know, our lives are not important. We feel like we're not using anything to do our life, uh, anything to use our lives to do. We're not using our lives for anything important. Nothing is really happening. It's like our timeline is slow or something. But in the real sense, God is preparing us because our destinies are heavy, because the things that we are going to carry are heavy. And we need stability, we need strength, we need all the things, we need all the processes, we need to learn everything we need to learn for us to be able to carry out the assignments that is given to us. The Levites started serving God when they were 30 years old. Other people were already serving when they were as young as 20 years old. Your timeline is not slow. You are just moving at God's speed. Sometimes God's speed could be very fast. And then sometimes God's speed could look like it's very slow. Either way, God is never late. He's always on time. We move on to Numbers 5. Purity in Israel's camp. The Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Command the people of Israel to remove the camp, anyone who has a skin disease or a discharge, or who has become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead person. This command applies to men and women alike. Remove them so they will not defile the camp in which I live among them. So the Israelites did as the Lord had commanded Moses and removed such people from the camp. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people, men or women, betray the Lord by doing wrong to another person, they are guilty. They must confess their sins and make full restitution for what they have done, adding an additional 20% and returning it to the person who was wronged. But if the person who was wronged is dead and there is no near relative to whom restitution can be made, the payment belongs to the Lord and must be given to the priest. Those who are guilty must also bring a ram as a sacrifice and they will be purified and made right with the Lord. All the sacred sacrifices that the Israelites bring to a priest will belong to him. Each priest may keep all the sacred donations that he receives. And the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Suppose a man's wife goes astray and she is unfaithful to her husband and has sex with another man, but neither her husband nor anyone else knows about it. She has defiled herself, even though there was no witness, and she was not caught in the act. If her husband becomes jealous and is suspicious of his wife and needs to know whether or not she has defiled herself, the husband must bring his wife to the priest. He must bring an offering of two carts of barley flowers to be presented on her behalf. Do not mix it with olive oil or frankincense, for it is a jealousy offering, an offering to prove whether or not she is guilty. The priest would then present her to stand trial before the Lord. He must take some holy water in a clay jar and pour into it dust that he has taken from the tabernacle floor. Then the priest has presented the woman before the Lord. He must unbind her hair and place in her hands the offering of proof, the jealousy offering to determine whether her husband's suspicions are justified. The priest will stand before her, holding a jar of bitter water that brings a curse to those who are guilty. 
the priest would then put the woman under oath and say to her, if no man has had sex with you and you have not gone astray and defiled yourself while under your husband's authority, may you be immune from the effects of this bitter water that brings on the curse. But if you have gone astray by being unfaithful to your husband and having defiled yourself by having sex with another man, at this point, the priest must put the woman under oath by saying, May the people know that the Lord's curse is upon you when he makes you infertile, causing your womb to shrivel and your abdomen to swell. Now, may this water that brings the curse enter your body and cause your abdomen to swell and your womb to shrivel, and the woman will be required to say, Yes, let it be so. And the priest will write these curses on a piece of leather and wash them off into the bitter water. It will make the woman drink the bitter water that brings on the curse. When the water enters her body, it will cause bitter suffering if she is guilty. The priest will then take the jealousy offering from the woman's hand, lift it up before the Lord, and carry it to the altar. He will take a handful of the floor as a token portion and burn it on the altar, and he will require the woman to drink the water. If she has defiled herself by being unfaithful to her husband, the water that brings curses on people will cause bitter suffering. Her abdomen will swell and her womb will shrink, and her name will become a curse among her people. But if she has not defiled herself and is pure, then she will be unharmed and will still be able to have children. This is the ritual law of dealing with suspicion. If a woman goes astray and defiles herself while under the husband's authority, or if a man becomes jealous and is suspicious that his wife has been unfaithful, the husband must present his wife before the Lord and the priest will apply this entire ritual law to her. The husband will be innocent of any guilt in this matter, but the wife will be held accountable for her sin. In this chapter, we see how they knew if a person cheated on their husband or not. We also see how, to, how they were making the camp pure. We had read something about that in the earlier chapters in Exodus about and Leviticus about you know keeping purity in the camp with skin diseases and so many other things. And this is how we end today's Bible study. I hope you guys have a great day. Feel the inviting the Holy Spirit into your daily activities. I love you and Jesus loves you even more.